And as I'm doing it, I'm really working with myself. I'm having a relationship with myself and I'm enjoying that relationship with myself. It's the best way to describe that. I actually sew. That's one of what's one of my hobbies. I have multiple. Doing this podcast is another hobby. But if I think of sewing, and as I cut out the fabric, I get to feel the fabric, smell the fabric, and and uh, start sewing it and planning the or constructing it and planning it out and sewing it and all that good stuff. All of it I'm doing with myself, and. It's nice because I get to laugh at my own mistakes. I get to undo a seam and go back and sew it again. It's such a lovely interaction. I get to be patient with myself, feel a sense of accomplishment when I'm done with whatever it is I'm sewing. All of that is is really nice. I'm really spending time with myself and I'm doing it on purpose. It is a beautiful thing. So my work all day long it's not a physical job, believe it or not. It's just a mental job. I sit, I'm listening, and we do the therapy thing. So interacting in the way that I do with my hobby, such as in sewing, it allows me to work that part of my brain that needs that stimulation, that needs to work with the hands and think about seams and lines and construction, things that I wouldn't really think about if I'm working with an individual in therapy. So I really do need that stimulation. It is a beautiful thing being in the flow. And I'm not the first one to talk about it. It's been said by many. And I've actually done a an episode on, on the flow or working in the flow, which is called Follow Your Bliss. Stop working and follow your bliss. If you scroll down, you'll find that episode, listen to it, especially if you're having a hard time at work and not really finding any enjoyment in it. Instead of leaving the work, maybe you should just listen to that episode. Maybe it might help. I don't know. All right. So let's go back to hobbies. So distraction versus a hobby. I need you to know that very clearly. It is two different things. Let's not mistake them with the same thing. Why do we need hobbies? And there's plenty of literature and articles, especially psychology today, on reasons why we need hobbies. And all of them are are fairly superficial, but if you wanted to get some good intensive reasons why, if you're that kind of, you know, person, uh, there's plenty available out there, especially journal articles, peer-reviewed stuff that you can find on hobbies and how they interact with your brain. But today I'm going to be (laughs) presenting to you just some of the reasons, nothing fancy here, no numbers and no fancy business, but things that we can use today. All right. So the first reason why we want to have a hobby and, and, and what I found in people that did very well adapting to aging is they, it improves their function, their functioning as they age and it helps them live longer. Actually, plenty of research suggests that it helps people live longer when they have this relationship with themselves with hobbies and it makes sense to me it makes sense to me this is where I find myself love this is where I get rooted when I go into that sewing room and I'm starting to plan stuff out when I get in, when I get inspired and I start to play it out it meets a very important emotional need for me a very emotional mental stimulating need for me and I don't want to deny that so 
I can I can understand that that people like that have much to live for and that enjoy living with themselves enjoy that relationship with themselves because imagine if you got frustrated with you as you're doing a hobby you won't really call it a hobby anymore you'll be like the hell with that I'm not doing that I've seen it where people toss like <laughs> they toss stuff around they're just not patient with themselves or intolerant with themselves as they are performing whatever hobby it is that they do but for me when I think of hobbies people that have these wonderful hobbies for example gardeners I don't see them throwing shears out and, and shit or um, forgetting starting fights with the neighbors and no they're sitting there calmly working on their hobby planting pruning all that good stuff that they do digging their fingers into the dirt being one with the dirt with earth beautiful beautiful stuff there that's what i see them doing i don't see them starting a fight in the yard <laughs> so they know you know they have a good relationship with themselves they're not saying i'm not worthy of this time i'm not worthy of sitting still with me and working with me they're not making excuses why they're not worthy uh, of it like I, I i can't possibly do it i have all this stuff that i gotta do and i gotta be productive and a hobby is not productive and it's like the only time we ever do anything is when it's productive somehow like it like it costs my time is money and it, it costs me money and this hobby costs me more money than it is giving bringing me money i mean that's not the point of a hobby is what i'm trying to say all right the next thing is that we've actually found plenty of research to suggest that hobbies protect against dementia isn't that beautiful it makes sense to me it really does many people that have worked with in the clinical setting coming for therapy probably the uh, elderly population i find that people that have this interesting relationship with themselves have hobbies have interests they are they just have things to talk about they enjoy their time they're very patient and tolerant with themselves and their mind is amazing i mean they're sharp and focused they're able they're they're visual and spatial working with their hands and their eyes together is 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 very beneficial for them overall they are less likely to be depressed and it makes sense once again i mean you when you're performing this hobby whatever it is you are really like i said before engaging and strengthening that relationship that you have with you you're enjoying you you're not enjoying other people you're enjoying you in that situation whether you're gardening you're sewing you could be collecting stamps you like to bake you like to draw paint all of those things when you're in the flow of them you really are enjoying yourself so it makes sense the depression is not going to be a common thing for you because you would know how to get out of it you don't have this mentality like i got nothing to live for and it's just like the complete distressing thinking pattern of there's nothing to live for there's nothing good happening there's not pessimism that you're living by here it's just purely simply integrating the self and enjoying all versions of you all parts of you uh in all areas right also we found just to top it off for you in case you need more reasons of why you need to have a hobby is we found that it lowers blood pressure improves physiology all, all over people with physical types of hobbies tend to also have what's the word a lower lower bmi overall which is body mass indexed lower fat that they carry and store within themselves is the best way to say that <laughs> i don't even know if i said it right 
but you understand me. It also improves overall heart functioning. This is pretty important. I think of people in my life that are aging and when they are distracting quite a bit from themselves, they tend to have more physical illness. And this is my own experience, right? With people around me and, uh, Family members, I think, that are aging well tend to have more hobbies. And I got to tell you, I think growing up, my family's really hardworking, really, really hardworking. And so the idea of a hobby, I have one uncle that really engages in it. And I could see him growing as he's doing it. You know, he's not only painting, he's also writing poetry, he's writing a novel, um, he's doing amazing things. I mean, he's really enjoying that relationship he has with himself, exploring it within. He's not just working every day. But I also have the other side of my family, and I'm <laughs> sending a lot of love to both sides. There's, there's no one better or worse, it just is. Um, that work a lot and that they only perceive time as productive. And if it's not productive, then I need to be distracting because there's, there's no reason why I need to have a hobby or, you know, stuff like that. So, and I grew up with both. Luckily for me, uh, as a therapist, I get to see the outcome quite clearly in front of me of what people do and, and how they might age and what kind of habits do they have that help them age well and I'm just relaying them to you as I see it (laughs) Uh, so the next part I wanted to kind of get you started on is what types of things are hobbies and you know what I know this sounds like well Tala what do you mean I mean everybody collects coins and stamps and bakes I hear you but that's not what I mean by hobbies you got to really go into exploring mode you know, when I first started on this path of what the hell do I do with my time, I really had to go Google other people's hobbies. I'm, I'm not kidding with you. It was, this is serious business here. I Googled other people's hobbies and some of them were far-fetched for me, but some of them may have even confirmed what I already do like or hearing somebody else talk about what they love got me excited to feel this way about something. And you know, I have plenty of stuff that I get excited about. I mean, you guys won't believe the stuff that I can do with my time (laughs) and all of it, probably not as productive as people think it is, but this is the thing. It is stimulating for me. It is stimulating for me. It meets a need for me. So I, I want you to know that there's no shame of you looking up what other people are finding exciting to them. And like I said before, just even watching people on YouTube talk about books and reviewing them, it's just, they get so excited about it and it inspires me. You know, when I watch fashion shows on YouTube, I, I love to see the different styles and and how open-minded people are and how creative they become just making clothes you know we think it's just simple easy construction but when I look at that I'm like wow amazing so this is the thing you know get inspired by spending time with yourself you are living this whole journey with you you are with you wherever you go and I need you to have a good relationship with you. And the practice of hobbies really strengthens that relationship you have with you. That self-acceptance that I accept myself through thick and thin when my 
dress that I just finished making is all wrong and I have to break it apart and do it again. All of it is, is nice part of my journey. And this is the thing I want you guys to remember and keep in mind that hobbies doesn't have to be done every day, two, three hours a day. I mean, I don't like putting time on it, but if you need time, you could do, I, you could do it whenever you are inspired to do that. But I, I know my itch. I can feel it within me that there's a time where I'm just like, okay, let me sit with myself and do something. I want to feel in the flow. So that's the time you do it. And you'll know it's a hobby, not because you just like doing it. It's because you really get into it. You're immersed and focused on this thing that you're doing and you lose track of time and it feels good to do it. And you're really sitting with yourself and becoming very consciously aware of you. And, um, it's a great thing. So it's not like, for example, reading, uh, reading is, I mean, people name reading as a hobby. I like to read, uh, but I don't consider it necessarily a hobby for me. So I have to make sure I differentiate that for people just because I, I like to read doesn't mean it's like, Oh my God, I got to do it all the time. No, I'm a quick like reader, like a reference reader, like give me short and sweet. I like it. If it comes in a form of a romance novel, it'll be audio because I'm not purchasing a book with that. It'll be, I'll be, uh, having a library full of romance novels. So let's not do that. (laughs) Just work with what I got. Understand that it is a, it is phases. Sometimes our hobbies come in phases, but know when you get that itch, that itch to spend time with you, that itch to do something more, you know, that you can find exciting and get some sort of fulfillment from that isn't TV or isn't something distracting. We all have this energy. We all have it as humans. Please do not disregard it. I want you to take a look at what you like. Ask yourself these questions. What is it that I like to do? And and if you don't know exactly what it is, that's okay. Go online and look up what other people are excited to do. You might find your answer there. Things that people come up with is amazing. The vast hobbies out there is just stunning. And, um, it might involve other people or it might not, but I want you to know that you are with yourself everywhere you go. So this hobby is all about the relationship with you. All right. Uh, yeah, it's about time we talk about hobbies. I don't want you guys to take it lightly. I want you to start having this relationship with you. There's no better time than right the heck now. And remember, you don't got to do it all day. You're going to do it every day. You don't even have to say, oh, well, you know, I have this hobby, but I just never do it. Listen, I go through phases. I don't hold myself with guilt if I'm not doing that hobby. So there comes time, there comes a time where I sew for a few months straight and then I'll stop and I'll come back to it later. Don't you worry. You just scratch that important itch you need to scratch and don't worry about having guidelines to it or rules about it. Just don't ruin it. Keep it a hobby. Enjoy the hell out of it and do it in phases if you like. Know yourself, know your 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 needs on the inside. Be aware of them so you can fulfill them. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and the inspiration for stimulation. This has been an episode of Drive Through.